Coming up, the Walt Disney Company shows increases in its second quarter report. The Dragon Float in Festival of Fantasy had an issue last week, and antics are disappearing from the Whispering Canyon Cafe. Live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged episode 991 for the week of May 15th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or Disneyland Vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged. I am your host, Craig Williams, filling in this week for Pete Werner. He is unfortunately at a conference that he can, uh, that's more important than this, so he can't attend. And uh, wait, wow. I'm wow. screwed up. <laughs> Julie really messed me up right from the start. For everyone who is watching this live, you probably heard Julie just talk on mic before we were getting ready to start. I'm for everyone sorry. listening, you have no idea. So it's okay. I, I don't mind you. sharing my problem either. It's a, oh, we'll get to that in <laughs> housekeeping. Trust me. Uh, so yeah, Pete's at a conference right now, also along with John and Kevin. So this is what we're going to call one of the fun shows uh, and hope that Pete never watches this because I'm sure it's going to go off the rails pretty quickly. So I am joined alongside by some other people that we work with, like Steve Porter. Hello. Uh, Sean Falk. Hi. Uh, Charles Boda. Hey. You already know Julie Martin's Hi. here. And then, of course, back on the controls, the only other person who can do that job, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. So, uh, yeah, so I got that off my chest right away about where Pete, John, and Kevin are. So we'll see them again at some point, I think next week, perhaps. So we're getting into this time with summer vacations where I think everyone is leaving at various points in time. So you might see me a lot more hosting. You might see John filling in a couple times here and there. I have no idea. We'll just have to play it all by ear. But, well, while we're talking about people who work for our company, I think it's been said at least one place before, but we'll say it again here. We've had some uh, promotions slash upgrades to some people's jobs. And I'll start with Jackie Gailey because she's not here at this table. And she is now our senior content manager. Good job. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, I, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. But yeah. I thought you were just making prolonged eye contact with me. I was, I was, I was cool with it. <laughs> I already forgot, and I didn't write hers down because obviously she's not here. We miss you, Jackie. You're in the chat. Uh, congratulations. Anyways, yes, congratulations, yeah. Jackie. You, uh, you earned it. And then also, of course, Charles Boda was recently uh, – Practicing his rock impersonation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Been exactly. Been he was given a promotion to senior editor of the Diz, so congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Very good work. And then also, it's worth oh, look mentioning at that. too. Wait a second. Hold on. Let's go to Charles. And everybody who's watching can see this. 
Only if you're watching. Your your title's under your lower (laughs) third now. Says what he does, and uh, it's we always like to have someone uh, representing Dreams Unlimited Travel at our table. So even though Julie has done work in the past with them and still currently does, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we've got we've got some news for you, Julie. Uh, I'm replacing you now. Oh, good luck. Sean has now completed agent training. So he is now an agent, and, and look at if you are interested turn. in booking a vacation yeah. with him, you can always email him at Sean, Sean at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Yep. Because seen, 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 and yes. not heard. Yep. I'm sure. <laughs> no, I just spelled it out. There's going to be a thousand bounced emails. Oh, there will. S-H-A-W-N. Yep. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so that's that is all of the promotion slash new job things happening here. So congrats to everyone. You earned it. Way to go, Steve. That's brutal. I'm just, well, I'm also sitting here with Steve. No promotion. Well. Ju- Julie, Steve, and I Air will five, be no. going to lunch alone. Julie kept her job. So that's, <laughs> Julie kept her job. And I do want to point out, someone just asked about Teresa and Chet. She was invited to be on this show. Mm-hmm. And Steve filled in at the yeah. last second. And we were all a little disappointed. Uh, yeah. Man, so this is a really brutal show. Today. And so, yeah, uh, Teresa was supposed to be here. I'm hoping it's nothing wrong. I didn't have time to follow up with her. So maybe just send her a nice message. That might make her day. But, Steve, I'm glad you're here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) Okay. So uh, just going to kick things off with housekeeping. Uh, I don't have any major housekeeping to mention besides uh, the one that we always do at the top of each show. And that is that we do a whole bunch of shows on the Diz Unplugged podcast network, including this one on Wednesdays, it's the best and worst Uh, on Thursdays, Universal Friday, Disney dining show and connecting with Walt. And then hopefully returning Mondays in the future will be the Disneyland show. We'll probably have an announcement about that soon, but I shouldn't say anything uh, since Pete's not here. And yeah, then the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show. And I do want to uh, specifically mention connecting with Walt this week, though, because it's actually we've gotten some complaints in the past when we put up archived episodes, which are really code for Craig or Michael is probably traveling. So (laughs) we're filling in the gaps with older stuff. But uh, a couple weekends ago, Michael's wife, Carol, uh, had surgery and so he's been really helping her along with the recovery process and things are just slammed on with that so we're trying to keep as little work off of his plate right now as possible while he's you paying mean, attention to his wife because that's most important yeah keep as little amount of work on his plate as possible i said that wrong yeah you I? made it sound like you're a <laughs> cruel person that gives <laughs> tons of work. well i'm not so uh, yeah, so we hope Carol recovers very, very soon. So we're sending her our <clears throat> thoughts and wishes and all of that goodness. And everyone out there, hope you do the same too. But yeah, it's going to be an archived episode this week for that. So I apologize in advance. But um, that's it for me. Does anyone else have housekeeping? I'll go. Um, so I'm not sure if most of you know, but we recently had a death at our little Diz family. Um, Bob Varley's son, Brian Varley, passed away recently from a heart attack. Um, so very similar to the way his father died. But just wanted to express our condolences to his family, his mother. I know he also has another brother and sister. Um, I'm sure it's a very difficult time for them. Brian was 35 years old, so very young yeah. to be dying for something like that. Um, 
he was a sweet guy. We loved him very much. He was a friend of ours. He was a friend to Pete. And um, I hope that he's reunited with his dad somewhere. So just keep them in your thoughts. No, I think I'm the only one else here besides you that got the chance to to work with him here for a while. And Mm -hmm. he was a super fun guy. He just always had a bright positive energy so he really loved his dad so oh yeah no he he really cared about trying to continue on yeah the things that his dad wanted to do and right he he loved talking about his dad and that was just always uh, always great to hear stories especially from another one i mean For i sure. always enjoy hearing stories from pete Other, and john yeah. and kevin you Corey. it's just but, weird because it had been 10 years since bob died and i mean if if you look at the timeline like it was almost exactly yeah. that Brian died at the same time. So it's just very strange and coincidental, I guess, but um, sad all the same. So It is. So we'll miss him. But um, any other housekeeping? Should I admit I my problem? Since uh, everybody- well, you can. I mean, we're here. <laughs> I have right? a problem with perspiring people, okay? Nope. I'm not wearing the kind of material for Florida. <laughs> you have a problem with perspiring people? Perspiring people? <laughs> like me. Perspiration? Yeah. <laughs> me personally. <laughs> But most of you already knew that and have given me tips and suggestions, but it's just something I can't control. <laughs> I, I, I think you're admitting to that on your own because it, where we cut into the sound, I wasn't, you oh, couldn't hear that. So, I know. so you brought that up yourself. So, yeah. So but enjoy. we're glad you did. You know, and admitting a problem is the first step to recovery. So I don't know how you recover from it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was more news than housekeeping. Oh, so I'm, I'm glad we could share that. Oh, but. anyone who's ever met me in the theme park knows. So, Okay. Okie dokie. Well, why don't we move on over into the news now since there's no more housekeeping. And I will do my best to read this off today as well as everything else. I'm not going to put that on Steve's shoulders ever again after the last time. Well, it's hard for him. Yeah. What? Reading. He doesn't. Steve doesn't wear glasses, although he should because he is yeah, he just cannot see anything. I am part blind, I think. But okay. Well, we're finding out a lot of stuff. You'll find out on an upcoming Best and Worst show that Sean may have no sense of smell. True. Yeah, so, that's true. We're just learning lots of fun stuff about everyone. But let's get on with the news. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, Walt Disney Company shows revenue and income increases in the second quarter earnings report. So uh, that was released last Tuesday, if I can get my dates correct. But they released their earnings report for the second fiscal quarter of this year, showing growth in both revenue and operating income, uh, largely due to the Parks and Resorts and the Studio Entertainment Division. So they boasted a 9% boost in revenue compared to the the same quarter last year and a 6% jump in operating income. So it's broken down into lots of different ways. We're only going to focus on the stuff that is important to us. And I know everyone here is excited to talk about ESPN and BAM Tech and all that. A little I'm, bit. I Oh, were you? Were you? Because <laughs> I was just going to skip right over it because I am sick of t- about talking about it. No, that. no, you're good. You're good. Okay. So. I'll, I'll, I'll save it for home. That's fine. Yeah, no, this just, we can talk about it off, off mic. Maybe. So Disney's revenues raised from, well, that'll start all blended together. It raised from $13.336 billion to $14.548 billion, which was an improvement of 9% compared to last quarter. They also saw the 6% improvement when comparing 2018's first six months to last year's. So let's talk about the important stuff. Parks and Resorts, a 13% growth in revenues and 27th percent 27th percent what the world 27 percent growth in operating income 
So those revenues increased in parks and resorts, like I said, from 4.3 to 4.88 billion, um, and the operating income from 750 million to 954 million. Blah 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 blah. Uh, it was a big help thanks to the Easter holiday helping the second quarter parks numbers because um, it landed in the third quarter of the previous year. So thanks Easter. I'm glad you finally did something good for us. <laughs> It's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's your goal to make really offensive jokes at least once an episode of anything we do. You thought me reading the news went bad. (laughs) (laughs) This is poor. Okay, so Disney accounts for the success at domestic parks by referencing increased guest spending, attendance growth at Walt Disney World Resort, and higher sponsorship revenue. Increases in ticket prices, hotel rooms, food, and merchandise explain the higher guest spending numbers. And... And it's partially offset by costs associated with labor, attractions, and technology spending by the company. So international parks suffered from decreased attendance at Shanghai Disney Resort, as well as cost inflation and unfavorable foreign currency impact. Uh, Those decreases were outweighed by the growth at Disneyland Paris, as well as attendance at increased hotel occupancy at Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. So I think the biggest takeaway from this is Walt Disney World is saving the entire company. from just floundering and falling apart. Well, Walt Disney World and their studios. Uh, With Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm, that's the other one that keeps showing uh, a certain amount of progress. And quarter to quarter, you know, it all depends on what movie gets released when. But that's another one where it's, right now, it's all growth and profit for them. Um, the their other departments are kind of slouching, but parks and movies are two big money makers for them, right? Yeah, and unfortunately, this past quarter did not really helped them too well because last year in the same quarter they had beauty and the beast Mm -hmm. which was obviously a juggernaut besides force or not force awakens the last jedi beauty and the beast was number two what are you talking what last year for box office i don't know okay (laughs) fair enough Well, I'm uh, assuming a Marvel movie was was up there last year. What was last year? Spider Man. Each year they have, uh, or each quarter they pretty much have a Pixar, a Marvel, and then a Lucasfilm movie to come out. So if you contrast the Coco, um, Coco was uh, the last quarter. Or that's okay. What what are the what are the months that we're speaking of? Um, That would help me determine. Because you're talking about well, their first quarter starts in October to December, and then um, then January through March. Okay, so uh, we have it yeah, here. Beauty La- and the Beast was mid March. Yeah, uh, last year's second quarter had Beauty and the Beast, uh, and this time we had a Wrinkle in Time, which underperformed. Yeah, um, so did. they did better as far as their, their Disney sense. properties. But we also had Black Panther. Yeah, this that, time around, yeah, that's, which made up for the Marvel absolutely. Uh, dropping the ball in last quarter. So it kind of uh, evened out on those. Um, the success of Black Panther really, really helped out. Yeah, and as, with that comparison to last year, this quarter versus last year, yeah, Beauty and the Beast did uh, $1,263,000,000 worldwide. And so I th- I think there was no Black- way a wrinkle in time was going to do that well. No, but Black Panther has got to yeah. be similar to that. Oh, yeah, this no. Point, right? um, Black Panther is... Because that came out in February. We are the big nerds right now. Sorry. Black Panther is currently at $1,342,000,000. Yeah, you, you so, knocked that Beauty and the Beast down. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it, it definitely came up, and that's why Charles said uh, the <laughs> revenue for studio entertainment raised from $2.04 billion to $2.45 billion. So uh, it's, it'll oh, be interesting. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see uh, the numbers, especially 
for this new quarter with Infinity War and Solo. And then the Incredibles. right in there, too. And then the Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a juggernaut for sure. So yeah, and then okay. once we hit uh, summer of 2019 or uh, early 2019, I think um, that's when they're going to switch over to their new format. So their numbers are all going to look a little bit different because remember they're consolidating. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, they're changing yeah. it up. So parks and resorts is now going to be along with consumer products. Exactly, they're going to have uh, one segment that is just their new direct to consumer stuff and international. So the numbers are going to probably change a lot next year. Yeah, no, it, and it is, and I'm assuming that merchandising is going to start making a lot of money, especially in the parks. We got an anonymous email sent that was kind of cool that I saw before the show today that someone confirmed Pete's prediction mm-hmm. that they were that people in the parks were going to be like pushed into constantly selling, mm-hmm. and someone sent us an anonymous email saying that they already went through training now oh, to really? show how to close deals. And oh. I don't have the full details because I'm so, using my backup computer. But everybody's going to be like the DVC booth that's always calling out to you, and you're like, "Get those stickers away from me! I don't want your DVC." <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be that intense per se, but um, apparently they did go through a training class where they were talking about engaging, discovering, suggesting, and then closing the deal. So, <laughs> which that's that's very carnival esque. Yeah, like. Yeah. A push. little bit, yeah. But would you like to supersize your Mickey bar today, sir, for just an additional thirty cents? It's, yes, <laughs> I would. <laughs> it reminds me of this like King Richard's Fair that they have in Carver. Anybody from New England knows what it is, but it's just like you pay to get in, and then you have to pay for everything when you're in there. And then while you're doing something, it's always like you have to pay for something else. So you don't go unless you live in Carver and you go on Carver Free Day, because otherwise. You're a crazy person just throwing money away. And that, that kind of bums me out a little bit. I don't like the idea of, like, barkers, you know, mm-hmm. selling you stuff on the corners and whatnot. Lots of voices from Rhino today. <laughs> I mean, that's... I had a LaCroix for all we started there. Rhino's trying out a couple new characters from his improv class today. And <laughs> I'm going to allow it right now. But we're going to also move on to our next story. And that's that Disney has filed over 30 permits for Epcot construction projects, additional work. And so, yeah, Walt Disney World filed a total of 33 permits with the county. uh, And that was last week as well. And um, 27 of those relate to addresses located on Epcot's Avenue of the Stars. And that's the perimeter road that runs all the way around Epcot, uh, all the way around the park and the backstage areas. And... um, there was some stuff too about Magic Kingdom in there, but let's talk about the big thing that goes along with a lot of these, and that is a rumor, which I know we don't always get into, but this one is uh, gaining some traction everywhere. I think it was originally started by uh, or broke by WDW News Today, but a new hotel being somewhere located around the entrance of Epcot. If not like right in front of it, then off to the side. What are the thoughts on that? I think it's a great idea because I mean, I, I mean, if you're going to put it at the front, I know there's the argument about ruining the sight line of the park or something like that, but it, it makes sense to me, especially at Epcot, because Epcot clearly knows it makes quite a bit of money off of people eating and drinking around the world, and so you know people want to be responsible i'm sure the boardwalk does fairly well with the entrance to epcot being a big selling point for staying at one of those resorts so now you have a whole nother resort that has an entrance into a park where you can eat and drink and not worry about any of your 
there's decisions, I guess, you know, there's also, Oops. it would be another potential hotel that would be considered on the monorail loop, right? No, nah, true. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah. No, there'd have to be a, probably a little bit of a walk to get there. It wouldn't be connected to the current station, but uh, I'm sure people would love that to be able to get over. I like the idea of it because it seems like it's, it's that new, it's a new type of deluxe almost. And I don't mean that in a new category, but Currently, there besides like I think Beach Club is the closest to getting into a park. Obviously, once the Star Wars Hotel opens up one day and that's connected to Hollywood Studios, that that'll be exactly like this. But it, it has the potential to be the first yeah. of its kind out on this coast, like like um, Grand California. Grand Californian mm-hmm. with DCA being right there in that that immediate entrance into the park, and, and that is something that i think people would just eat up especially with how much people love epcot mm-hmm. um I, I it's a special type of feeling when you're at a hotel where you can wake up and know you're just going to be able to like kind of go in and not have to deal with the hassle of the other you know going to the main gate or going wherever you got your own special well, thing there, even though we don't have any idea what this hotel might look like or if it'll even end up happening but if it's built as a tower i can imagine some really great fireworks from the rooms because you'd be looking out onto the park so oh and you would have if it was a tower and you have a view the opposite way you're also then going to get a great look at magic kingdom's fireworks because you can already basically see the tops of those Mm -hmm. when you're standing in epcot well i think you can see hollywood studios if you would because it's only two miles down the street and you can see it from the parking lot so and then if you look the other direction (laughs) in the future you may be able to see universal's upcoming (laughs) nighttime fountain show at some point There, there is some context that I would like to provide as far as the patents are, just so we don't jump the gun. Because I notice a lot of times we hear the rumors and then we search for the patents based on confirming those rumors. Um, the day that this came out, there were 33 that came out this day. They were all filed with Buena Vista Construction Company. Now, whenever Disney uses Buena Vista Construction Company, every description on the, pat- or on the permit has the exact same description, which is to provide labor and material for construction or electrical, right? It's always nondescript. It's usually for smaller things. Now, if you look at the maps um, for every single address that's listed under these patents, they're not all just at the front. They wrap around the entirety of Epcot on um, Avenue of the Stars, I believe it was, right? Um, So they wrap around the entirety of the property. The same day, there were also additional ones released for other properties, like around Magic Kingdom. The next day, there were additional ones released for other properties unrelated to the two of those. So I've noticed just with most of the big announcements that when we see the patents on projects, for instance, the Star Wars Hotel or new lands being built, usually they're filed under a very specific, more grand scheme code name, like Project H for the Star Wars Hotel that we ended up finding. Um, and I believe we were the first to report on the location of, if I toot our own horn for a second. But um, uh, Project M, Project H, they usually go by these other code names. If you look at the project on the patent, um, it's, uh, uh, I think it's like a JPEC 8060. Right. Yeah. Um, EC stands for Epcot Center, quite obviously. MK and the other patent stands for Magic Kingdom. Um, that's how those go. Uh, one number and then the JP in front of it. So it's possible that this could lead to a hotel, but everybody 
we have a tendency to jump the gun, I think, a little with these. So a hotel will be cool, but these patents could, or permits, sorry, I was confused, um, could be towards a number of different things. Well, I mean, here, oh, sorry. So to clarify, you're basically what you're saying is because it's not just like Project X or whatever, mm-hmm. and said it's HWQ, it seems like it's less important. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, it could. It seems like they could be part of maybe maybe a combined project for Epcot or reimaginings of things. But it is not one big project listed, which is out of character from what they've done in the past number of years. Rhino. Um, so I, here's my thing too. So they're building the space restaurant and the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster that I think are going to affect where that road is as well because they have to go backwards and that road goes there. So, I mean, it makes sense, too, that they'd have to readjust the whole road for that. But I don't know that we know that that space restaurant could be entirely in Epcot. Do we know that for a fact? Well, we're going to talk about that in one second. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) wow. Oh, I. How did you miss that news? I don't know, but I was going to say it was going to be like at Animal Kingdom with um, the animals in the jungle. What is that restaurant? Rainforest Cafe. Cafe. Yeah, oh. how they have an entrance both in and out of oh. the park. So you don't need okay. park entrance to go to the restaurant. You know? No, 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 no. But anyway. No. I, I think well. for Avenue, like with the Avenue of the Stars things, I, it sounded to me like it was just more of uh, things for the gondolas because it's supposed to kind of drop mm-hmm. off there. So I was like, yeah. it sounds more like locations for that. And then maybe some other things mixed in like JP for like Japan because they're putting a new restaurant there. Well, I think so, we need to start opening up the possibility that it's Jurassic Park. Maybe is yeah. famously <laughs> used as JP. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, you know a couple of the sites are behind um, the France Pavilion and the UK Pavilion, both with rumored new attractions. Then you've got the concept art that was the re, um, that we saw at last D twenty three that should have reimagined Epcot. So I'm not saying this can't be a hotel, but what I am saying is that jumping the gun, as all Disney fans yeah. tend to do when these things come up, it could be a lot of other things. Yeah, don't get your hopes up for anything. Everything changes. What is once announced, uh, Hyperion Wharf mm-hmm. being What's in the place of downtown Disney, never happened. And eventually it became Disney Springs. What the heck is that? Hyperion Wharf. It was the actually announced oh, project yeah. that was replacing downtown Disney. I completely forgot and about that. They hey. announced it and then nothing ever happened. And then later it's Disney Springs. <laughs> but let's keep Springs. rolling on with that. And you talked about the space-themed restaurant thinking that it might be half inside, half outside a park. Yeah. Well, no, they confirmed that uh, (laughs) Disney confirmed that the space restaurant is going to go where everyone assumed it was right in the space between mission space and test track. Not in outer space. So, uh, yeah, the themed restaurant will invite guests to venture into space for a dining experience in the stars. It will be a patina restaurant group uh, restaurant that is, also joining the family of places like Tudo Italy, Via Napoli, uh, Morimoto Asia, Maria and Enzo's, uh, Pizza Ponte, it, everything. What's that now? Pizza Ponte. <laughs> impeccable accent, flawless. <laughs> I mean, I did spend two and a half weeks in Italy, so I, I really Essentially mastered. fluent. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, you know. Well, I do Duolingo every day. Will they serve so, astronaut ice cream there? I that was like one of the biggest jokes rolling around that day with it, and I I don't oh, know. Oh, they're going to. I f- I'm going to pick it outside if they do not, I or feel- I will bring it in myself and enjoy the restaurant either way. <laughs> I don't think they actually will. Like I don't want to say anything against. I don't want to call them second tier 
places, but like amusement parks, places like Kennedy Space Center. Oh, you mean if the you, Boston Science Museum? If you start selling astronaut ice cream at Walt Disney World, it's going to it's just going to take away they, from all they those. They already places. sell it, Craig. Where do they sell the it? The gift shop for Mission Space. Oh, I don't. And it's there. done. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. Huh. So what I'm thinking You're, is you break it up, put it over regular ice cream. You got yourself two different types of ice cream. Boom. I feel that Craig is alienating our prime astronaut audience that watches this show. <laughs> well, I, uh, I know we have at least a couple astronauts out there who Kathy. pay attention to us. Yeah, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do we do we know if it's going to be a like a quick service restaurant or is it more Full of a service. sit down? Oh no, sit down. Yeah. Look at that okay. photo. Boom. I know because I yeah. mean to me the photo looks like you know kind of cosmic rays. I mean you still go sit down with your own. Things even there, so I was like, I yeah. hopefully this will be I a little was, more updated than yeah. Kind of no, I was hoping it was going to be a, a full service restaurant, but it looks kind of from the picture like a quick service. Yeah, no, like Star I, Trek. I it has to be full service. I I don't see how they well, could not. And if you look closer, like the the tables are set with wine glasses and oh, true. I'm just I'm excited. Apparently, space is the theme that Disney's going for. We got the Star War, we got the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then space. And I, uh, 2019 and going forward, space. That's the theme. Mm. Space. It is. I think a lot of people are going to be very happy to eat at this space mm-hmm. theme restaurant, and then walk right next door to Mission Space and go for a ride. <laughs> Gosh, he's going to. It's going to be very popular. But yeah, that is the now confirmed space on where it's going to be so jokes. yeah it's just all over the place but we're going to talk about our last news story now and that is the one that took uh i believe it was friday by storm it caused a fire of emotions and uh, you had um, it and then you, you yeah it's you, you were up here in the space i need to you. start writing down these things but yeah that is the the fire breathing you crashed and burned dragon uh, uh float caught fire in the magic kingdom and of course we don't have a actual photo of it because anyone who got a photo i believe sold it to like third-party companies <laughs> that would distribute it out there and i'm not paying the money just for a freaking slide so uh if anyone ever wants to share one for free, we'd be more than happy to include it in our slides and give you a little credit and bump. But yeah, so the uh, the Maleficent Dragon Float in Festival of Fantasy uh, burst in flames. <laughs> but no one was hurt, right? No, no yeah, one was hurt. Okay. No, no cast members, guests, uh, they were all safe. But I mean, okay. it's go on our site. And of course, we embedded the videos if you haven't seen it yet. I don't know how you've made it through the weekend unless you were busy celebrating your mother doing any of that <laughs> to wood but uh, it was pretty spectacular pretty on fire the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was very on fire and yeah it, by the time they got the fire put out it just looked sad and droopy well, and it was one of those where you're like you hear it and you're like oh people are overreacting like i'm gonna turn this video on it's gonna be like smoking or singe nothing's head is on fire and you're <laughs> like oh no and the, I, the craziest part that makes me kind of laugh when you watch the video a little well laugh and you know i'm sure people were a little scared but like the head's still moving around like it's, still, like, <laughs> and you like, it's it about to up. spray again <laughs> and you're like run for your lives <laughs> I I can't imagine how scary it was for the cast member that's driving that thing because he he or she sits like basically under the dragon's neck. 
And so they probably were just looking up. I don't think they knew flames. I, I, well, I, at some point they well knew. because the fire started like its objects started falling from it. Oh, okay. they would have saw that fire yeah. is raining down yeah. upon. Well, them. no, because you're in such a tight little space. If it was like the other floats, like you're in this little space and you only have this little window of eyesight, and that's why all those cast members are on either side of the float too, because they're kind of like directing you directions to I, move. I think the dragon's a little different though, because it's just the rib cage. So they, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. I like to believe that it was somebody's first time at the park and, and seeing the parade, and they just thought that it was all normal, <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah. That, like the movie. Di- yeah, Disney yeah. parades, they're awesome. They take out this dragon, they burn it in effigy. It's really metal. I was surprised. It was very hardcore. I loved it. I didn't even think about that. What a first-time <laughs> guest. Because it, there always has to be someone seeing it for yeah, the first yeah. time. Oh, my gosh. That must have been Did you hear awesome. they, they stopped the – I don't know if this is – you were done, but they stopped the fire effect for the one in Paris as well? Yeah, yeah. they have – they also have the Maleficent dragon float out there. They stopped that. Apparently, um, the – Jack Jack float that they have over at Disneyland that also had oh, fire no. effects stopped. So right now they're just they're holding back on the fire effects, which is obviously it's what you're gonna do. You One know, irresponsible right. dragon yeah. ruins it for the rest of us. I know, right? But Jolie, is your favorite character being Maleficent? How yeah. do you feel? Um, I, mean, I hope they rebuild it. Like I hope they get a new one. I think they will. Okay. They can make it stronger. Yeah. <laughs> they, can make they have it the technology better, stronger. There, there's a really funny uh, like short video clip I saw where somebody like edited in the the dragon over at Diagon Alley or whatever like shooting flames. <laughs> and then, like, it shows it like burst Maleficent's head in the yeah. flames. It's so funny. It's funny because our friend uh, Ashley, um, Doctor Ashley Tharp, um, sent me a message. She's like, "Oh, my, or she, I think she sent the message to me and Craig, and was like." Oh, I just heard about the dragon catching fire, and all I thought was, "Oh no, not the dragon in Diagon Alley!" And then when I was like, "Oh, it's in this one float," I don't care. <laughs> I, I felt, I, and I was like, "Well, actually, I do care about that float too." But I got really scary. It was like the cool dragon. I finally look up the memes on Twitter and on the WWWs because there are some funny ones out there that have yeah. to do with the dragon. And I, I don't want to like. It, this is kind of a funny instance. I'm glad no one was hurt. Anything like that? It's but funny because no one was hurt. Exactly. Yeah. But I think the thing is, it's kind of this reminds me so much of the monorail incident with the door being open. Mm -hmm. It's just it's the age we live in now where this gets out there. Like Mm -hmm. if considering no one was hurt and it all just went smoothly, if this was 15 years ago, 20 years ago, we would never hear a yeah. single thing about there it. There would be three families that just had it in their family, like, yeah, photos. their family album. <laughs> no, that, that story that nobody believes when you retell yeah. it, like, it totally burst into flames. Sure, it did, Dave. Yeah. It sure did, I'm I, sure. I thought it was just kind of neat that they replaced it the next day with, like, putting Aurora on a float. So I yeah. was like, well, I guess they just made it like, oh, she's awake now. Like, the, like <laughs> the movie, we're watching the movie happen live. Yeah, exactly. They took one of the leftover floats from the, uh, the mirror float. No, not the mirror float. Like they took the gazebo float from that they use in some. I think it's the Halloween yeah. parade, and they just put Aurora Boo. and Philip on top of that. So it was a happy ending, I guess. Boo. If you want to say that, no, nope. okay. Well, we're rooting for the dragon. We'll miss you. Yeah, we're we are sending our thoughts and prayers to the dragon. Clearly, <laughs> but let's move on to our discussion today, and that is. Antics. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're done. <laughs> Rhino said his statement on this. 
Um, and that's the antics at Whispering Canyon Cafe. So if you haven't heard about this, which I assume you have because you're all good Disney fans out here watching and listening to us. And that is that uh, Disney actually kind of concerned, uh, not concerned, sorry, confirmed that Whispering Canyon was going through some changes. They replied to a, a person on Twitter that heard just a, said just a rumor, no more shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans at Whispering Canyon. Shaboopy. Please confirm so I can cancel my reservation. When you take that away, it becomes just another restaurant, but out of the way of anything. And Disney responded, Hi there, Aaron. We are continuously updating our offerings throughout Walt Disney World Resort and are currently working on what's next for Whispering Canyon. We apologize for any disappointments. So, and guests are reporting that they are seeing the exact same thing. If you don't know what Ant we're referring to that is that it was one of the restaurants where you don't get belittled by your serving staff but uh, they definitely keep things on edge the entire time you know you show up you get your drinks and when they put it on the table they throw a handful of straws down and just take what you want uh, of course the famous one there is if you ask for a bottle of ketchup they take every single bottle that's available around the restaurant and put it on the table, and then it becomes this continual uh, transfer of the ketchup to the next table who asks for it, and uh, just just things like that. Not like again, they never really harassed guests and got mean. Not not like to 50s the ex- prime time. Not to the extent of fifties prime time, <laughs> but it, it was a fun experience. But uh, yeah, the word on the street is that all the uh, a lot of complaints were coming in for it, and all of the antics had to go away. This will be unpopular, be but I'm a fan of antic-free dining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with her. Um, yes. I don't want your mariachi by my table. <laughs> I don't want you throwing straws at me. And please do not tell me to eat all my green beans, okay? <laughs> my feelings are okay that, that there are, you know, there are those in that party, but I think that if you don't like that type of dining, then you should realize to not go to those places because there are people that aren't that do enjoy them. I don't feel like this restaurant is innately antic oriented either. Like, like or shenanigans, whatever word we're using. Um, Tom the, Foolery. Well, the fifties prime time. Yeah, I can see that you're you're like it's the fifties. You're yeah. being waited on by like a, a mom or grandma or aunt, whatever, and you're in like somebody's living room. I don't. I. Th- think i've maybe gone to this restaurant once if i'm remembering correctly years ago for my friend's birthday and i had heard about this all this stuff happening i don't remember any of this happening while i was eating there that's why i'm not 100 percent sure i went here but i also remember being like well thank well i'm glad because i don't like that some i just want the ketchup so i can eat my meal and then i don't want to be i don't want to feel like i'm bothering people like i get why people like it i'm not knocking those yeah, but people then shouldn't you just not go to that but restaurant I, if you're but so how would i that? know that this looking at whispering canyon when you walk mm-hmm. through um, mm-hmm. the wilderness lodge it you just it doesn't look like that's going to be the type of place like that. When I see 50s primetime, I'm like, okay, this is probably one of those type of places. Or something. Like Whispering Cane, I would just go in by accident and then be like, oh, great. Yeah, I just, sorry, I want to also say too that this isn't, this isn't like, Confirmation. it's not confirmed yet. It's just, there's back and forth. Both sides are being said. Uh, Sometimes, some people are saying that it's not changing with it too. So it's not confirmed, but it's, it seems like, I I could see this definitely going away for sure. 
It doesn't. It doesn't fit the theme of the hotel or the restaurant. Is what I'm. What I was trying to say. I'm yeah. not saying. I'm not saying get rid of all those types of dining. I didn't mean that, Steve. And I'm with you. If you don't want to do that, don't go to that. But it just doesn't. I don't. I never understood why that would even have started happening there. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool to have an option like that for people that want it. I don't really want that, but. Um, they should probably put like a disclaimer or something saying this is what yeah. this restaurant is because yeah. I went with my grandmother once to Dick's Last Resort Ooh. and we did not know what that was. So and it doesn't say <laughs> anything I, I thinking besides about the, the name being Don't that. Don't take but, there. Yeah, like, but I was like, well, it just could be any normal restaurant. And so we went and things t- took a really fast turn and it got real weird. And I was like, why would they not tell us that the, this restaurant yeah. is? So. A disclaimer. I, th- I think that, yeah, a disclaimer would be happy middle ground for everyone because I can understand it doesn't it's it is nondescript in its no it's in the way it looks I not only is it nondescript but the name of it actually makes you think it's going to be way more low-key than it yeah. is whispering canyon <laughs> sounds like a retirement village like I, I just want to say this too that um, someone just let us know that Torian plans got a response from WDW today on Twitter saying that it's not going away. They're just toning down the volume. I don't understand how that works with just toning down the. So you're gonna it's a whisper. Now whisper. It's gonna be a literal <laughs> yeah, whispering yeah. king. Ketchup. Here's all like, the ketchup. Who's got the ketchup? What like it's you either do it or you don't. I don't see how there's a middle ground. I mean, no. maybe we'll go and find out, but. It's. I think it probably was a case of where this was something that was developed by the servers over time. Like, I think it kind of, I think there was, I don't know that this was from day one like this, and I could be a, a thousand percent off base, but that's the vibe I've always gotten from this restaurant, is it's not meant to be like a Dick's Last Resort, which is what mm-hmm. I was thinking of, like Sean said, or or like 50s Primetime, but it was like some servers that started some jokes, and then like it became the legacy of the servers, and then folded into the restaurant that way and i think that maybe somebody who was higher up experienced it and was like what the heck is this you know like this is not the restaurant that is listed in our like you know disney binder whatever i know it also wouldn't fit in but if it is coming from complaints about people about the noise and not the people dining there but the hotel Mm -hmm. guests why not just put up a freaking wall and soundproof it yeah. and block that all out and put soundproofing up above for any rooms that may be even near close to that? Like, that's I, the first thing that I, just, I would think of. I've never, never never, been in there either in the Wilderness Lodge lobby and like been like, wow, that's a loud place over there. I don't, that yeah, could just I've be me. Yeah, I've never heard it. Yeah. yeah. I, that, that's one of the reasons I didn't know the first number of times that I passed it that it was that kind of place is every time I've passed it, it just seemed like a regular restaurant. Yeah. I just, maybe the timing hasn't worked up. Nobody asked for ketchup while I was in the lobby. But, uh. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think I have an opinion one way or another on you don't you don't guys. have an opinion on antique dining no I actually don't so I you we my family used to stay at Wilderness Lodge a lot so this was obviously a place that we dined at and had many good meals here and enjoyed it but I also had one time we went after one of my races with Run Disney uh, went there with my sister and after I think it might've just been a 10 K, but even after that, you're still tired. And yeah. like the server kind of read the situation mm-hmm. well and was like, okay, you are clearly a little bit sleepy. So I'm just going to go ahead and let you enjoy your breakfast in peace. Mm-hmm. And like, so I, I've had both experiences there. I've, 
I've still seen the craziness, but I have seen the servers that are better at reading it. And I know the whole discussion was they've had a, they have a coaster that you flip up and down one way or another. I've never seen that coaster. For what? I don't, What's the purpose of that? Of if like green means go ahead and go crazy, red means oh like a bubble gum shrimp factory kind I've of. Never seen that at bubble gum either. Oh, it's a thing where it says like run force run or stop force stop. Like oh, if you for want your, your server, server yeah. to stop. Yeah, no, I, I do remember that now. But I never saw that at Whispering Canyon. I don't eat there regularly, maybe mm-hmm. once a year. I've eaten there at least twice in the past calendar year, and I've never seen I that at heard, all. So. I had heard that they don't have it re- or hadn't had it recently, but they used to have them. Yeah. So I, I don't know. but I don't, Regardless, if even if you don't want the antics, you're still going to hear it. Mm-hmm. But So I'd say just put up a thing or move the restaurant somewhere else. In that in that whole property, I don't know how you do that, but I think I, this has gone on long enough. I uh, listen <laughs> antics, antics. Fine. There's a, there's at least one person who really really cares about Called, this right now and is furious no, about it. I'm not even kidding you. There's somebody, somebody my my, my bar mitzvah and wedding were both at Whispering Canyon Cafe, and you'll ruin my childhood. No, somebody has reached out to like I'm sure not just me, but on Twitter they were like, oh, heard this was going away. What do you think about it? And I responded back. And I'm not even trying to be mean. I was like, I don't care. I, I didn't want to be a jerk, but I was just like, I, I don't, it doesn't really mean anything to me. So I'm sorry. Like, I get that it means things to other people, but I was like, I don't, I don't know. So whoever that was, I'm sorry. And I hope this discussion answered your question. Yes, <laughs> it absolutely did. So that wraps it up with our discussion. We'll move on to rapid fire and start with Stiff. Hello. Uh, oh, Rhino is very, exciting. very excited. Because over in tomorrow at the Tomorrowland Terrace, starting on May 21st, there's going to be a purple wall slush, uh, which is a tarot tea slush that comes with tapioca boba pearls, whipped cream, and purple sprinkles. And pretty crazy. I know Rhino's going to probably take okay, a million if, Instagram pictures uh, about it. You are correct. Uh, but also, I at first I was I made fun of this because I think it, I still think it is like. Disney really milking something for all that it's worth, which was just a photo place that people liked. But like, I actually really, when I get my milk teas, the boba teas, I do get taro and I like it slushed. And so I was like, Oh, I actually do like this drink. So I'm going to go try it. Hmm. I don't like no, the thanks. sound of it. Yeah. It sounds so, gross, so. but I'm not you, about, you know what? You guys sound gross. I'm not about slushies. <laughs> so. It's not my thing. I support everyone out there who enjoys slushy. So thank you, Steve. Welcome. Sean. All right. Um, really? And then my... Oh, I pulled it up. I page got, got ahead of you. Okay. Uh, no, it wasn't to you. My, my phone, like it reloaded the page as soon as I went to start reading. Uh, the basket at Wine Bar George coming to Disney Springs. While anticipation for details about Wine Bar George has been high over the last several months, Disney World's My Disney Experience app just popped up with the basket at Wine Bar George. The basket will be a quick service restaurant attached to the upcoming Wine Bar George, and I've said that so many times, and will feature picnic baskets with finger foods and wine on tap. Okay. This exciting news new menu will include European style sandwiches, cheese, olives, hummus, charcuterie, cookies, and wine. Uh, guests can grab these bites and wine on the go and enjoy them around Disney Springs, and it will be accepted on the dining plan. But there's no announcement on a date yet. It's very, very close. I was just at I, Disney Springs last night, and it looked like they might have been serving some people. They are, because somebody so. in this room's going tomorrow. But okay. um, <laughs> uh, what 
is the deal with Wine Bar George? Is that a sit-down restaurant? Or yeah. Is it- yeah. Okay. Wine Bar George is a sit-down. I, so I think maybe that's what they're already serving because this is like an addition to it and that's going to be just quick service. If you look at the, at the facade of it, mm-hmm. upstairs it says, you know, it says Wine Bar George on that. But downstairs it's got like a little sign that Ooh, says area. The Basket mm-hmm. for like downstairs. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming that's where you go pick it up. What I'm wondering yeah. is Wine on the Go. Do they give you a box wine? No, 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 no. Like, wine on tap. You didn't hear him? Yeah. yeah. Wine on tap wine is on the tap? best thing ever. Well, you can tap a box. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Charles. well I'm thinking it's going to be like the wine room in Winter Park. When I think wine oh, on tap. Yeah. 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 So then you can just get your little to-go wine cup, or maybe they'll give you a solo cup. I don't know. Um. <laughs> okay. To promote the film. Class. Sorry, right. unless it changed to Disney saying it was going to be small plates, not a sit-down restaurant. Mm-hmm. So that Wine by George was yes. small plates? Okay. It's going to be a tapas style uh, okay. restaurant. Okay. That's right, because somebody said, oh, test meal. And I was like, I didn't. I forgot that they were even serving food. I thought it was literally just going to be like cheeses and wine and yeah. stuff like that. So that, I just, that's cool. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss an announcement. And maybe Disney didn't update their site if they decided to make it a restaurant. But it's supposed to just be the topest place. But no, they absolutely. I, I love wine on tap. Every place should have wine on tap. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Sicko so. wine on tap is not what you're it's, expecting, Craig. What's that? Gas station wine on oh. tap. <laughs> Sitgo. I was like, hmm, I don't, I don't know what that is. But now I do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying, and thank you, Sean. Mm. That was good. Uh, Charles. <laughs> uh, okay, so, the, yeah, Japan uh, Pavilion and Epcot is getting a new signature table service restaurant Ooh. to add to their current catalog of uh, restaurants. Now, Disney says that the new uh, table service will draw elements from both nature and takumi, which means artisan in Japanese. And the relationship between Japanese craftsmanship and the natural world will be evident throughout the space. Um, There's no announcement yet on when this is coming, but yeah, they're getting a signature table service over there, so look forward to that. It's also being run by um, uh, Mitsukoshi USA, and they're the same people who do the merchandise and restaurants that you currently find in the uh, Japan Pavilion. Um, so. so this is in addition to to the quick service up on the hill? Yeah, this is the, in addition to what they already have. In Tokyo Dining and Tepanado. Tepanado, yeah. Interesting. Where do you guys think that will go? I believe right now, I think I saw on WDW News today that it's supposed to go like on... If you're looking at the pavilion, it'll be on the right side of where, like, Mitsukoshi, like where the smoking area Mitsukoshi is, is on the bottom. Oh, wait. Oh, like okay. Right. So, because so, when they, you remember when they were remodeling yes. that building and they somehow had built out those rooms on the side because the, mm-hmm. the store had been like redirected a weird way. Mm-hmm. And now there were, the wall has been resealed because I was like, what? There used to be a gift shop that went back this way makes yeah. sense i don't know if that's correct and i can't remember if that's exactly where i saw it but i know that was at least one of the rumored locations i think this is a a great thing i nothing against um tepanado but i've never been really a fan of mm-hmm. uh, i am a fan of hibachi but mm-hmm. i don't think they're adventurous enough in their yeah. hibachi it's kind of like if, pretty standard. if you want to try it for your first time that's a, actually a great place to go we it's, don't do that we do tokyo dining more than anything yeah, and we dine yeah. in japan a lot we love it yeah. so yeah and same I'm this excited. is like my purple slushy wall i'm so excited <laughs> about this and my thing with yeah. I, I like tepanetto quite a like i like it some i do wish they did rice instead of noodles like they give everyone these super huge long noodles instead of the mm-hmm. rice that you usually get at hibachi and i don't get that but yeah i i prefer tokyo dining too 
mm-hmm. if I'm going to eat anywhere there. But it's to if they can like literally just take this like Tokyo dining, but to the next level, mm-hmm. I think it could be something very, very special. Very I just think it's, it's cool because uh, honestly, Japan, I think is uh, in my opinion one of the best pavilions because like it's got an yeah. awesome gift shop. It's got a lot of food options. They do the cool, the drumming show, and then they have the candy ladies that come out and do all that. And now you're adding a signature restaurant. Like, come on, other pavilions, catch up. Well, there's candy ladies so have been many gone for years. Um, in my mind, she's still there. <laughs> Not, maybe I've just been watching yeah. tourists eating candy disgustingly. I, I would probably just assume that she was still there, except the school that my sister used to work at. She would also come there and do demonstrations for the kids. And so I remember when she stopped doing it entirely. So. Oh, gosh. Will this be the yeah. pavilion with the most amount of food locations? Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Well, how many are in Mor- Morocco? As I know. I was just thinking that, too. And, and, and Morocco Mexico. Has three. Mexico three, but this will have three. four. Oh. Yeah. Valid point. The only thing, well, Mexico, you could argue they always keep the one kiosk up year-round now. Mm. So and, technically, and Mexico the margarita stand serves food now too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Mexico, Mexico. we're calling that okay. five. This will have four. It'll be up there though. It's cool. It's cool. Thank you, Charles. Yep. Julie. Okay. So I'm not sure if you guys know, but later this week there's going to be another royal wedding. <laughs> Prince Harry's getting married. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, baby. ladies. <laughs> He's officially going to be off the market. Um, you can celebrate by purchasing a souvenir at Epcot if you wish. So. Um, <laughs> The United Kingdom. <laughs> Basically, I guess they had a shipment sent over from yeah, England because right. I've seen um, on some of the stuff that I've been watching about the wedding, you know, they're showing all these little souvenirs. So they have all sorts of merchandise with their name and their wedding date. So um, I've seen little trinket boxes and teacups, towels. I see a bell in this. Pill boxes, <laughs> bells. I mean, and everything is 24 karat gold gilded, so I think that makes it extra exciting. But anyway, um, they all feature a picture of Harry and Meghan. I'm really excited. I'm obsessed with the royal family and British history, so I'm setting my DVR. I will be watching it. Do you watch The Middle? No. Does anybody watch The Middle? Okay, because Frankie, the mom, the Patricia Eaton character, is obsessed with royal weddings, and there was an episode about when the last wedding took place, and it's really funny, because the episode that was on last week, you sound just like her right now, because she wanted, like, the souvenir, and she had the DVR, (laughs) and the family had to wake up in the middle of the night to watch it, and, like, it's just so funny. Well, I don't make anybody wake up and watch it with me, but... um, Princess Di and Prince Charles, they were married on my first birthday. So, oh. like, I have a special connection, yeah. I guess, I feel like, with the royal That's family. That's cool. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't collect memorabilia from royal weddings, but I do collect memorabilia <laughs> from royal divorces, which in England are called beheadings. I don't know if you... <laughs> I don't care about the wedding, but I might actually go out and get something, because when do you ever get the chance to, buy to a get bell? a souvenir from a royal wedding? You don't. You don't. Yeah. No, so you don't. Um, it's... Uh, Maybe the towel. It'd be nice to hang the towel in the the bathroom. I I like it as a conversation piece. (laughs) People come over and they'll be like, Craig, have you seen? (laughs) Or I'll get the bell. Have you seen my bell? (laughs) Dinner. It can be your service bell. (laughs) (laughs) No, as someone who's had to answer to a bell before, it is not nice. No, it is not. Okay, (laughs) Jolie Rhino. Okay, um, so mine is about this new line of merchandise Um, to celebrate Pride Month. Shop Disney has released a whole new Rainbow Mickey collection, which features eleven new items from the Mickey Rainbow ears which i'm sure you've seen the red hat with the rainbow on the ears they came out while we were in disneyland and then they've got some tank tops pins sunglasses and more you can check it all out on shop uh, disney.com 
the thing that I find the most hilarious in this photo, um, I there is a water bottle that looks really cool that I really want. However, there is what is arguably the largest fanny pack I've seen in years <laughs> up for sale. Say. And I was like, I feel uh, like aggressively offended by that. <laughs> fanny pack. So I, if you're watching, you can see it in the thing here. But it is like, not only is it not a pretty fanny pack, but like, how dare you just I assume could, because I'm gay, I want a fanny pack. I could be wrong, though, but I believe that's sold out instantly <laughs> on shopdisney.com. Oh, I kind of have no doubt. Like, yeah. you, you just notice the complete lack of bells. <laughs> like, you think this is where you'd buy that royal wedding souvenir, but <laughs> I guess not. But anyway, it's, so, it's cool. But um, the ears are out, too, right? The ears are okay. sold out right um, now, I guess, apparently. Um, I thought they were all right i didn't like they had the mickey ears with the the hand holding the heart that was like on the front and then the two the two ears were rainbow and then the hat was red um i i'm glad they had it i particularly was not like oh i need that like i i thought it would be cool if they'd allow you to like customize a little bit but i like the idea that there's pride merchandise in the park you it's, can put your name on the back cool. rhino what you can i know <laughs> and my phone number if you put it oh. just kidding <laughs> what's don't tell eli What's been sad about this merchandise coming out, though, is the response by some, the, like, hateful oh, response it's by some. It's disgusting. It's been yeah. really bad. The internet is a terrible place yeah. most yeah. of the Good time. Good thing well, our don't jobs don't depend on that. Because we're all excited yeah. about it, and who cares about those people? True. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so check it out. Uh, the the uh, I believe Pride Month is uh, June coming up here. I don't know what day of the week it is right now, but it seems like it's soon. Um, yeah. Like two and a half weeks away. Weeks you got like fifteen more days. Okay, <laughs> it's like Christmas. I was excited. Okay. No, I have a feeling what didn't sell out is going to be gone very, very quickly. So, oh, yeah. um, get, I hope they re up because we have friends who are so excited about those hats, and I don't know if he got them or not. I, I think they'll redo the ears for sure. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I think it's going to be like a rose gold situation where they put it out and they were like, "I'll oh, test the water," but it sold out. Like it sold out within like a week. I well, think, I believe so. the hats were separate. From this, though, I think they I, were first. Like they came right? out on their own. Yeah, they yeah. came out on their own first, and then this was like, <laughs> this is the love collection. <laughs> I just realized that what they came, they out, came out on their out own. On their own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They did it all by themselves, and they were met with a warm reception by the Disney community. There'll always be some relatives that won't understand. I, I wasn't okay with it at first, but now I've accepted it, yeah. and I'm, I'm happy for now, them. Now I've seen they can live a normal life just like the other Mickey ears. <laughs> Rhino, what's the, uh, what's the organization that the proceeds are going to again? Um, gays. <laughs> that would be yeah, the Walt Disney gays. Company. The money will go to gays. I didn't. I didn't know there was an organization. Yeah. I thought it was just straight up for Disney. Disney. Yeah. Donate ten percent from online purchase of any item from the Rainbow Mickey Collection to G L S E N, a leading education organization ensuring safe and inclusive schools for LGBTQ students with a maximum donation of fifty thousand dollars. Well, here's the problem. Like it. It's way yeah. below this, like two so. other uh, advertisements. So I didn't read all the way to the bottom. So it's like the LGBT. Cool. It's like the LGBTQ slash L whatever. Like the so now there's gonna be like eight thousand letters of this organization <laughs> of what their donations going yeah. to. Just be nice if then they say we're joking. We'll <laughs> double it. Let's do a hundred thousand dollars. Why not a million? I mean, now, now you're getting. And right. now you're just 
<laughs> you're getting crazy. Bob Iger needs paid. Yeah. So <laughs> there's if you don't remember the first story, Disney doesn't have a lot of money. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but okay, well, thank you so much, Rhino. I'm assuming that's all you had to say about that. And wow, we are out of time. So instead of continuing the show on further, I'm just gonna have to call it quits and end this thing. But uh, yeah, no, thank you everyone out there for watching and listening to this. Uh, if you're watching this on youtube go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you still haven't yet and thumbs up comments all that good stuff if you're listening to this on itunes make sure you're subscribed rate and review us but that's going to do it for this episode of the dis unplugged uh we'll see you again next week so have a good one goodbye goodbye